Welcome to the Valley Church. Our mission is to see change lives, and we hope that this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your faith journey. Thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy this message. Amen. Good morning to you. I'm going to need a little more than that. First of all, let's thank, I know they're not doing it for the praise of people, but it is very It's good to be thanked sometimes, right? So let's thank the worship team for helping us just seek the Lord. Amen. Amen. Ryan last week kicked us off on this uh, Family Foundations message series, and uh, I've been blessed to be able to preach today. First of all, I say happy Mother's Day um, to all women. Uh, You are wonderful. And you have played an important part in all of our lives, so we thank you for that. I welcome you if you're on Facebook, if you're in the East Valley, uh, the Sydney campus worshiping over there, we welcome you as well. Um, my wife and I visited, visited her niece in Tennessee just a couple weeks ago. Let me tell you just a little bit about her. First of all, she has seven children, uh, ages 10 eight, two twins that are six, a three-year-old, a one-year-old, and a five-month-old. Don't you feel better already, mothers, you know? (laughs) On top of that, she does a full-time mobile job, and on top of that, she homeschools. Yeah, mind-blowing, and when I began to think about her schedule and what she does and how little sleep she gets and so forth, just, just overwhelmed and, uh, of the busyness. And moms, you are busy, but it's not just moms, okay? Our, our schedules seem to be busier and busier, and we seem to be going all the time. That's why we're going to talk about today the family calendar. And if you will let, if, if you will put into practice that song that we just sang, if you will let God speak into your life today, I think he's got some things for you. And I think if you put them into practice, you will find some peace maybe that you haven't had. And you'll, you'll begin to make some sense maybe out of the chaos that has been happening in your life. You see, our world is very fast-paced. Our lives are packed with so many things to do. We have, we have houses to clean, and we have meals to prep, and we have shopping to do, and we have laundry, and there's always yard work, whether it's snow shoveling or grass cutting. We have a lot of things. If you're raising children, you're even busier. You have sport practices. You have dance lessons. You have music lessons. You have dentists, or you have doctor's appointments. You do homework, and you teach your children either how to ride a bike or how to drive a car, and lots, lots more. Let me add to that our jobs, and then as well, paying the bills. On top of that, many have aging parents. Some have to deal with staying healthy, and all of us need to be staying healthy. And then there's come serving, and serving in the church and in the community. Oh, have I worn you out yet, right? 
We're busy. We're always going. Maybe you feel like you're at the end of your rope. Maybe you came today and maybe you dress nice and maybe you're, you're okay today. But, but tomorrow when it hits again, when Monday hits, maybe you're like, oh no, here we go again. Maybe you feel like you're coming unglued. Maybe you feel like you're falling apart. Maybe you feel like you're at your wit's end. Are you stressed out and ready to throw in the towel as a person or as a family? The American dream has become the American nightmare maybe for you because you're constantly busy and your calendar is so full. So today, we're going to look at how to find balance, how to find balance in this crazy world and declutter our family calendar. The first thing that we need to do is this, and it is by far the most important. Determine your priorities and add them first to your calendar. Determine your priorities and add them first to your calendar. What is important? For those of you who are parents, let me ask you this question. When your children grow up and they leave the house, which one of the following do you want most for them? Do you want him to be a successful athlete? Do you want him to be a successful musician? Do you want him to obtain a, a high-paying job? Do you want him to be popular? Do you want him to have a deep faith in God and strong character? You see, your answer to that question, what do you want most? What do you want them to be when, you, when they leave the house? The answer to that question will determine how you spend time as a family. How you spend time as a family. There is nothing wrong with being popular. There's nothing wrong with being a great musician. There's nothing wrong with being a, having good grades or, or being great in sports. But the danger is this, that, that if, if we become so focused on fulfilling those things and filling up our calendar with those things, then we are completely missing the things that God truly wants to be our priorities. I'm going to read one scripture that's in your outline, and then we're going to take another scripture real quick. We're going to take, another, take a look at another scripture real quick that helps us understand what God is saying our priorities need to be. Would you first look at Matthew 6, 33? It says this, but seek. What's the next word? Oh, my, my, my. But seek. Let's try that one more time. But seek. There we go. Now we're getting there. But seek first. But seek first. Make him, his kingdom, his righteousness, your and our family's priority. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things. Did you hear that? All these things that, that we might think we need and everything else and we might think we want. All these other things will start falling in place. All these other things will be given to us as well, but we need to seek first. We need to make him, his kingdom, his righteousness the priority. A scripture I want to read that's not in your outline is in Matthew. It's chapter 22. I'm going to start at verse 34. It says this, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, 
One of the Jewish sects of, of that time were the Sadducees, and, and he, had, he had said some things and just silenced them. Well, then the Pharisees, the Pharisees got together. They're thinking, we got to get this guy, we got to trap this guy, we got to get him with a question that he can't answer. And one of them, an expert in the law, one that knew all the Old Testament, knew all about the laws, one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? You see, there were hundreds of commandments, and, and, and no way could Jesus figure it out and boil it down to just one or two, but he does, and Jesus answers this way. He says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And all the law and all the prophecies, they all, they all hang on these two things. I want you to hear what God is saying. Put me first, he's saying. Put me first. And secondly, this life is not about things. It's not about stuff. It's not about just doing. It is about relationships. It's about relationships. God says, seek me first. Love me with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. But also, love your neighbor. I think our calendars have gotten so busy with so much and we're so busy doing and so busy trying to get and so preoccupied by other things. And we don't put on our calendars the things that are most important. God is saying he is most important and others are most important. So, so how do we put God first in our life and in our family's lives? You start by, by saying, God, you are most important, and we are going to take some time, and we are going to gather, and we are going to decide how, how we can practice and how we can live out you being number one, you being first. You might want to prioritize some things. It might, be, it might be church attendance. It might be family and personal devotions. It might be prayer time. Let me ask you, when's the last time you individually or you as a family sat down and read the Word of God? When's the last time you spent five or ten minutes seeking the face of God and communicating with God. I pray that it was today, and I pray it was yesterday and the day before. But I know our calendars. I know how it works. I know how life works sometimes. And the busyness of it pushes out the things that are most important. If you will allow him to work, if you will be the clay... And allow him to be the potter. He wants to add all these other things into your life, but he says, seek me first. 
take some time with your calendar. Sit down as a family. Decide, maybe even on a weekly basis, hey, every Sunday evening we're sitting down deciding what this week looks like. Maybe it's the beginning of the month and we're going to say, hey, what does this month look like? And we start putting down things that, that really matter, things that God says this is what's most important. We've got something in our lives that we need to figure out and take care of. You see, research says that we spend a sixth of our day, one-sixth of our day, on our phones. Almost two hours a day, on average, is spent on social media. Everybody has 24 hours a day and the average is spending two hours of it on their phone on social media. The average YouTube usage equates to five years and four months in our lifetime. Minute by minute, 30 minutes goes by, an hour goes by, and all of a sudden Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and so many other things have taken two hours of our 24. Other time is taken up by texting and messaging and, and emails. What about other screens? On average, seven years and eight months of our life is spent watching TV. I'm assuming the average lifespan's around 80 years old. Maybe a little younger, I don't know. Are you willing, do you want to continue to give up seven years and eight months? I'm not talking about just eight hours of that day. I'm talking about 24 hours of seven years and eight months being given to a TV screen. We're constantly carrying around distraction on our wrist, in our pockets, in our purses, and usually in our hands. Our our screens, phones, computers, TV, are they helping us live out but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? And then all these things will be added unto you. I want to challenge you this week to take some time and decide what is important. What is important? You may want to seek out the Word of God. Seek Him out. God, clearly help me understand what is important in this life. What matters? Where do I want my kids when they leave the house? What kind of life do I want them having? 
spend some time this week deciding that, writing it down, talking about it as a family, as a person, as a couple. Your kids can incorporate their their thoughts in what's most important. They may greatly surprise you in what they tell you. Determine your priorities and put them down on the calendar. Secondly, learn to say no. As a matter of fact, let's just practice because it's very hard to say it sometimes. Everybody on the count of three, just shout no, okay? One, two, three. There we go. Doesn't that feel good to say no? Listen to this. Romans 12, 2. By the way, Pastor Andy said yes, very clearly. It felt good to say no. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Now, in order to not conform, you have to be willing and able to say no. There we go. We're getting it. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but instead be transformed. If you want to be transformed, and the transformation happens by the renewing of your mind, if you want to be transformed, you also have to be willing to say, I like it, I like it. You just keep it up, all right? You have to say no. You have to say no to some things. Because it's then that you will be able to test and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. In order to test, you have to be examining. You have to be asking, what is good? What is not good? What should I be putting on my calendar? What shouldn't I be? What should I be saying yes to? But also, what should I be saying to? I'm not paying them or anything, okay? You or your kids cannot do everything. And it's okay not to do everything. As new opportunities arise and come up, you need to evaluate them. Do they rank above the priorities that you've already set? Because see, when you, when you live out last week's message with, with writing out a mission statement and then you begin deciding what, what is most important, what are the priorities that we want to be living out, what does God say about that, what are they, it begins to make a difference in your life. You begin to ask yourself, well, do they replace something that's already been set as a priority? If not, then say, no, 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 no. You can't do everything because when you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. If you are saying yes to this, then you are saying no to something else. And that no might be much more important than what you're already saying yes to. Determine your priorities, put them on a calendar, and then begin to say no to other things. Thirdly, don't let work consume you. I'm going to give you a couple reasons for this. One of the reasons is we overwork is because of materialism. We become obsessed with our possessions. Let me ask you, is that statement true? 
we become obsessed with our possessions. And many times we begin to fall into traps of, I want newer, I want better, I want bigger, I want nicer. Listen, a car gets you from point A to point B. That is the point of a car, correct? And yet, we find so many other reasons to to spend so much money on our stuff. They control us by making us work for them. I could start talking about finances at this point. I could start talking about debt at this point and how much of a trap that it is. Listen, don't let work become everything. Ecclesiastes 4.4 from the Good News paraphrase says this, I've learned why people work so hard to succeed. It's because they envy the things that their neighbors have. You can either spend your time keeping up with the Joneses or, and if your name is Jones, I'm sorry. You can either keep your, trying to keep up with them or you can forget about them and reduce the stress level in your life. Amen? Jesus said it like this in Mark 3, I mean, excuse me, Mark 8, 36. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit? His soul. <sighs> let, me, let me read that one again. What good is it for a person to gain the whole world? To say, look, I've got it all. And yet have not put the priorities of God in place and not sought Him as first and wasn't seeking Him and His righteousness, not loving God with all their heart, soul, mind, body, and strength, and not loving their neighbor as they love themselves, not allowing Jesus Christ to be Lord and King of their life. Listen, you can gain it all and very much lose in the end. Be careful. Be careful about not letting work consume you. Not only materialism, but also another reason, real quick, Americans work so much is because in our society, we confuse work with our worth. We confuse work with our worth. We think that, that what I do is the same thing as who I am. We think that our identity is wrapped up in our career and our net worth is determined by our self-worth and that is a lie of the enemy. Your identity has nothing to do Please hear this. If you find yourself right now, the Spirit speaking to you saying, man, your career and your identity are the same. Listen, your identity has nothing to do with your career. But your identity has everything to do with who Christ is and who you are in Christ. 
Don't let work consume you because if it does, your calendar will look like this. Work, work, work. And the things of God, the things of family, and the things of other people and your neighbor, they don't make the list. Don't let it happen. And if it is, has happened, start figuring out ways to turn that around. Fourth, provide opportunities for your family to rest. Do we know what that is? Make a conscious decision to take time for other things besides work and planned activities. Don't let every minute be filled of your day. If you, if you, if you do not, um, if, if you do, then please understand something. You're only harming yourself and you're only, only harming your family if every minute is filled. Any bow hunters here? There we go, thank you. Couple over here. If the bow is constantly under pressure, does it not lose its power? That's what happens in our lives. If we're constantly going and if we're burning the candle at both ends, man, we end up in trouble. That candle ends up burning out. We end up with physical problems and possibly emotional problems, and our families end up saying, where is the downtime? Where's the rest? Rest is so important. As Ryan spoke of last week, he talked about it, God did, in the Ten Commandments. From the good news in Exodus 29 and 10, you have six days in which to do your work, but on the seventh it is to be a day of rest, and not just a day of rest, but dedicated to me, God says. This principle is called the Sabbath. Sabbath simply means a day of rest. Mark 2.27, the Sabbath was made to benefit man. It is to our benefit that we stop and put on our calendar rest. Downtime. Three ways, real quick, to rest. Rest your body. Take a nap. Can I hear an amen? Relax on a hammock. Can I hear an amen? Listen, your kids need it too. Give them a relaxing bath. I know it may not be relaxing for you, I get that. Recharge your emotions is another way to rest. Recharge your, just, just find some quietness. My wife and I, we love, we love hiking. I mean, we'll be hiking on some trail. We'll try to find some that, that are very underpopulated. And we'll just stop and be like, listen. Sometimes we'll just find a place to sit. feels good to not only relax your body but relax your emotions as well it may be through some quiet music 
For some, it might be reading a book. Relax and recharge your emotions. Refocus your spirit is a third way. Worship God. Worship helps us focus on God instead of our problems. So put some wonderful worship Christian music on and just recharge your spirit. Refocus. Get the priorities right. Rest is not just mindlessness. Sometimes it can be focusing. Fifth and last, protect, protect your family calendar. Let me read a scripture. It says this in Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. So then, be careful how you walk. Be careful how you live out each day, in other words. Not as unwise people. Let me stop right there. Let me just say this. Unwise people say, I don't care about my calendar. I'm just going to do whatever comes up today. Well, if you allow whatever comes up today to be your priority, then everything but God is going to come up. Amen? Don't be unwise. So then be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. How does a wise person walk? By making the most of your time. And why is that? Because the days are evil. The enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's partly doing it by by getting us to run so fast and to be so busy and and to not be prioritizing and to not be taking care of any kind of calendar. Please remember, it's about God and it's about our relationship with other people. Those are the priorities. Back in 2021, in the spring, my mother passed away. In December of that same year, I got a phone call. I was in the state of Washington at the time, and I got a phone call that my father had died in a house fire. Just this week, I went to a funeral of a 65-year-old woman who was a Incredible Christ follower, loved people, ministered to people. She died at 65 of liver cancer. Two weeks ago, I got news that in, under my first senior pastorate in Union City, Tennessee, there was a woman that was very influential in my life. I was a wreck back then. I still am, but God's working still. A lady by the name of Rochelle. She had got me into some counseling, and I went to counseling for eight months with some stuff that I had in my past. She had gotten me into a thing called Celebrate Recovery, and she walked through that program with me. And then after that, I walked through that program with some other people a couple different times. 
She lost her husband a couple years ago. And then she was on some medication. And she drove her car to a while back, and they just found her. Drove her car into the Mississippi River. What is my point in saying all of that? My point is this. You never know. Listen to this statistic, parents. 75% that we spend, of the time that we spend with our kids in our lifetime, will be spent by the time they're 12 years old. Let that sink in. By the time your kids are 12, you have spent 75% of the time that you're going to spend with them in your lifetime. You want to tell me raising kids is not important? You want to tell me that scheduling and figuring out what the priorities are and putting them on a calendar and deciding as a family what matters most and saying no to other things and making sure that I'm not working too much, that I'm spending the time on the things that God wants me spending timing on. I know you have to work. I get that. And finding time as a family just to rest, please hear me, it matters it matters last week ryan introduced you to a booklet it's called family foundations there are some on the back table of this center section right here if you didn't pick one up last week i encourage you to pick one up this week if you didn't listen to last week's message or you didn't follow through he talked about family scripts and he talked about uh, a family mission statement i encourage you to work through those things. What we believe and what our family mission is. Concerning the church, concerning the family calendar, I encourage you to turn to the page that says three things we want to protect for our family. What are the three top priorities that, that you want to protect, that you want to say, hey, these are the ones that matter most? And on Sundays, we will what? And what does rest look like for our family? And you can incorporate the idea of saying no and that it's okay to say no. You can incorporate, God, where is my work-life balance? It's just a tool to work you through some of these things as an individual, as a couple, as a family. Allow yourself Allow your family to be clay and allow him to be the potter. Listen, if you leave here and never think about this message again, okay, God's going to have a harder time working. And God's going to bring you right back to this point at some point in your life and say, will you do it this time? Take some time. Today, weekly, monthly, however you decide to do it. But take some time and say, what are we about? And put it down on calendar. These are the things that matter, and these are the things that we're going to make sure happens.
And when you do that, and when you write a life mission, you begin to be able to say no to many other things because you realize those don't matter. Will you pray with me? Father, as we go out of this place in just a moment, we pray, Father, your Spirit not let this Word escape us. But instead, instead, Father, I pray that Matthew 6.33, that it be on our hearts and our minds, that you bring it up day after day within our spirit. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Father, plant that in our heads and on our hearts in a way that changes our calendar, in a way that changes our priorities, in a way that changes our families. Thank you, Father. May we celebrate mothers today. May we celebrate women. We love you today, Father. We are thankful for who you are, for how you work, and for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Listen, as you go, don't forget to pick up a booklet. Secondly, we ain't saying muffins for mama for no reason. You got muffins to go eat, all right? So go enjoy your muffins, take a family photo, enjoy your time together as a family. God bless you as you go. Thanks for joining us today. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or download our app today to stay connected with all things The Valley. And if today's message impacted you or changed your life, share it with a friend. Because changed lives change lives.